It's your radio sisters. I'm Rachel. I'm Bo. And I'm Ally Cat. Well, we're singers, songwriters, and sisters. And if you're curious about the creative process like we are, stick around right here. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories and interviews from the world's biggest stars and most creative minds. You'll take away artistic gems to fuel your own creative process and get that project started already. Or get the mojo to keep on going. That's right. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Well, welcome to today's episode. Listen up. We're reaching across the radio airwaves straight into your life. Mm -hmm, Rachel, now wherever you're at, if you're driving, cleaning out the garage, at the gym, we want you to say this out loud. Repeat after me. I am worth it. That's right, Allie. We want you to remember to bet on yourself because you have everything you need for this season of life. And you're going to hear from four guests today who will give you expert advice on just that. Let's get to it, sisters. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Well, first up today, you're going to hang out with Nickelodeon sensation Jojo Siwa. You can do it if you see it. If you see it, you can be it. You believe it. You achieve it. You just Now, JoJo's star has been steadily rising, and if you don't know what she's been up to, you need to get up to speed. Now, chances are there's probably a little girl in your life who owns a JoJo bow. That's right, and JoJo's bows stand for positivity, fun, the courage to dream big, and anti-bullying. So think of this interview as a sparkly bow for your weekend. Why not, Rachel? And JoJo's going to be bringing her dream tour across the heartland. The tour is coming to Omaha August 6th, Des Moines June 5th, and Kansas City June 2nd. Who else, sisters? Okay, well, last week you heard our interview with Dan Whitney, aka Larry the Cable Guy, and this week you're going to hear part two of that interview. And you guys, he tells a story on this part about how he stays grounded. And as you listen to this story, I'm sure you'll realize that, you know, one of the big points of his message is to really embrace who you are and stay true to that. And that's what Dan Whitney has been able to do over the years as Larry the Cable Guy. And we bet if you're listening, you're going to nod your head in total agreement. Gotta love him for that. Okay, Rachel, who's next? Well, then you get another part two. Lawrence Gowan of the mega super band Sticks. Well, Lawrence joined the show last weekend, and he had so many things to say, we couldn't fit it in one segment. So on this episode, you're going to get a true behind-the-scenes rock and roll story. Yes, Lawrence tells the story of how, just about a month ago, he took a nasty fall on stage. And if you want to talk about a rock and roll story full of twists, turns, craziness, and a little gore. A little gore. (laughs) You're going to take a journey with Lawrence on this story. You're going to gasp and laugh a along the way. (laughs) Very true. Yeah, and he also has an important message about keeping music a big part of your life. So if you are a music lover, you definitely will dig Lawrence's advice. Okay, sisters, who else is on the show? Well, to balance out the music and entertainment on today's show, we're bringing you a little bit of lifestyle. You're going to hang out with lifestyle specialist and Etsy trend expert, Dana Isom Johnson. Now, you've heard Dana on our show before. You also might know her as a judge on the NBC show Making It with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. And today, Dana is going to give you some tips and some gift buying ideas to bring a little bit more green and renewable energy into your life. 
She also tells you why it's important to stay in touch with that six-year-old deep inside you. So that's what's coming up for you in the next hour. Before we move into that chapter, Bo, you had a mini me moment with your daughter. Tell us about that. So last week were parent-teacher conferences, and my daughter's in the third grade, and her teacher was saying, you know, they kind of go through all the things that they're really good at and what they can work on. So when it got to the point of what she can work on, he was saying how sometimes she goes to put like her papers back and on the way back to her chair, she'll stop and stare out the window. She'll be kind of just lost in the moment. I was looking at him kind of processing this. And then he's like, well, it's actually kind of like that same look you have on your face right now. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, well, it kind of runs in the family, I guess. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. (laughs) Well, I like to think if you have a creative mind, your mind does wander. Because you're thinking about some pretty cool stuff, don't you think, sisters? Escaping Mm -hmm. reality, right? Yes, you're creating your own world. Let's go with that. (laughs) Okay, well, guys, stay right with us. Because when we come back from the break, you're going to be hanging out with one of the hottest rising stars right now. Jojo Siwa. And you probably know this, but she's a Nebraska girl herself. That's right. So keep it right here on the Mulberry Lane Show with your radio sisters. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. It's the Mulberry Lane Show where every creative journey is respected. I'm Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. Well, you've met her here before, and every time she comes back, her star has risen even higher. Now, if you don't know Nebraska's own Nickelodeon sensation JoJo Siwa, here are just a few fast facts to get you up to speed. She has a platinum hit single, over 9 million subscribers to her YouTube channel, a movie, a best-selling book, branded merchandise with Walmart, Target, and Amazon, and she recently hosted the Kids' Choice Awards. Now, she's here to catch you up on the upcoming Nickelodeon Slime Fest show in Chicago, June 8th and 9th, her nearly sold-out tour this summer, and her recent video with Northwest. Yes, Kim Kardashian's daughter. Welcome, welcome back to the show, JoJo Siwa. I love you guys' intro every time. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's great to have you back in this Nickelodeon Slime Fest in Chicago, June 8th and 9th. What can fans expect from the show? They can expect amazing performances and so much slime. So much slime, it's unreal. <laughs> so you need a shower, basically. Yeah, just bring your own portable shower, BYOS. <laughs> well, congrats on your recent Kids' Choice Award. And your life right now is so extra. But what people may not realize is your work ethic. So quickly take us through what a typical day or week looks like for you right now. Oh my gosh, a typical day. Well, you want me to take you through my day today, actually, because this is a fun day. Okay, sure. Let's do today. My day today, we'll start it off. I went to bed. I was up working till about midnight. Okay. Uh, By the time I wrapped up work and I finished up and I showered, I went to bed at 1 a.m. Okay. I woke up at 4 a.m., so like 3.50. Okay. So I got a solid two and a half hours of sleep. Um, oh. I got ready. I came and I'm doing a big satellite radio interview press situation right now. Okay. Then after this, I'm going to go home and I have to finish editing a video, make a thumbnail for it, and upload it on YouTube. Okay. And then at 1 o'clock today, actually, uh, is when I'm filming with Kim and North. Awesome. And then I am probably going to work more after that, and then I'm probably going to go back to bed. (laughs) And hopefully get more than two hours sleep. Yeah, it was was a pretty bad night. I should have gone to bed earlier, but 
you gotta, gotta do, do it. it. You gotta do it. Yeah. So what really interests me is that you still do like the editing and the posting of your own videos, right? Oh yeah. And that is so amazing because people are really getting the personal touch from you. So is this something that you see going on forward that you will continue to do your own editing and posting? One hundred percent. I mean, uh -huh. it's super important to me to have that because it is my YouTube channel and it is right. my vision that I see for these videos. It's fun, you know, I love to do it. Right. So now you're about bringing fun and kindness to young girls, and your message has really been embraced by kids and adults alike. But like everything, there's always going to be the haters. So how do you handle that? And maybe someone listening right now may be going through, you know, being bullied or a bad situation. So what advice would you give for that? Don't listen to the one person or the couple people that are being mean to you. Focus on the people who are being nice to you and the people who love you and who support you. Those are the people who matter and those are the people who are there for you all the time. Yeah, good advice. good advice. Now you followed your dreams and you continue to dream big. And so many times we tend to play small and we play it safe. So how do you overcome the doubts and allow yourself to dream big? I love what I do so much. I mean, you guys know I love what I do so much that the bigger and the better that it can be, the happier that I will be. So I keep going. I don't let anyone stop me. I don't let anyone stand in my way and no looking back. Well, right now you've got it here on the Mulberry Lane Show and you're hearing from Nickelodeon sensation, Jojo Siwa. How do you keep your schedule? Like, do you keep a personal to-do list? And if you do, where do you keep it? On your phone? What do you do? I'll keep a little list on my phone, but I also have a fabulous mom who knows my life like I don't know my life. Okay, so she kind of helps you be like, okay, Jojo, wrap this up because we got to move on. 1000% yes. Okay. Be like, all right, you're going to do this. Make sure you're done by this time so that way we can get out of here by this time and do this by that time. Yeah, that's the Jessalyn we know. Yep. <laughs> now your dream tour comes to Omaha August 6th, Des Moines June 5th, and Kansas City June 2nd. So what will this dream tour be like? The dream tour is going to be so exciting. I'm so excited for it. I'm thrilled. It's going to be a blast. Every single day I get to be performing live on stage doing what I love. It's going to be the most fun ever. I mean, there's 18 songs that I get to sing all live. Yeah. I don't know what I'm more excited for. Like, I, I couldn't pick. If someone was like, what's the no one thing you're excited for on tour? Like, there's not just one thing. There's You, you love it all. Yeah. And are you in rehearsals for the tour yet? Rehearsals are actually starting in 20 days from now. Okay. And will people be able to see you play piano? Because I know you do that as well. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say that I've been practicing really hard. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So now, do you have a favorite project that you do? Is your YouTube channel kind of your baby? Of all the things that you do, what is your favorite? Definitely my YouTube and definitely performing. Performing is like my all-time favorite. Uh -huh. YouTube is right there too. Like That's why I love videoing my performances and uploading my performances onto YouTube because then I'm doing exactly what I love to do. Yeah. Okay. So now you recently spent some time with Elton John, who considers himself a big fan of yours. So what was that like, and did he share with you any advice? Elton was incredible. You know, to see him perform on stage and be so legendary and then to go, you know, we talked to him for about 30 to 45 minutes just in his dressing room. It was just like... What is even happening right now? Yeah, that had was, to be quite a moment, I would imagine. It was such a surreal moment. I mean, it's Elton John. Like, right. It's Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> so did he share with you any advice or anything that you would want to pass along? 
You know, what, what I really took from getting to talk to him was how he just, he did it. It was him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, he did it. It was his career. It was his life. It was him. He basically wrote his path. Crafted the direction. Yeah. So now the video with Northwest today. What will we see when that comes out? It should be coming out on Saturday. If there's okay. any delays, I'll let the world know. But um, as of now, it's coming out on Saturday. Tim's going to make an appearance. I think it's going to be my most fun YouTube video. I bet. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Okay, and then I have one final question for you. What do you tell yourself right before you go out on stage or maybe right before you even hosted the Kids' Choice Awards? What's your self-talk? I say, just go for it. I say, don't be nervous. You do this all the time. You love being in front of audiences. Go for it. I love it. Okay, well, JoJo, we always love having you on the show. You bring such a dose of energy and positivity, and we're here for it. And I'm sure we'll be catching up with you down the road. Thank you so much. Nickelodeon sensation JoJo Siwa. Make sure you check out SlimeFest in Chicago June 8th and 9th. Tickets are available now. And don't forget to get your tickets to her Dream Tour concert coming to Omaha August 6th, Des Moines June 5th, and Kansas City June 2nd. Get ready to dream big with JoJo. Now go pour yourself a cup of coffee. When you come back, you're going to hear the second part of our interview with Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Get ready for a story about how to stay grounded. We'll meet you right here on the Mulberry Lane Show, right around the corner. This is Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. See my face on the screen, see my name in the lights. Gotta focus on your passion if you want to get it right. Gotta work real hard to have the light. Ever since I was really little, I was CRBAM. You can do it if you see it, if you see it, you can be it. You believe it, you achieve it, you just It's your weekend getaway, guys. You're hanging out here on the Mulberry Lane Show. It's Allie along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. Glad you're here with us. Now, if you tuned in for last weekend's episode, you heard from Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, where he talked all about his Nebraska roots, and he sent a really heartfelt special message to his fellow Nebraskans affected by the floods. But you didn't hear quite all of his interview last weekend. You guys are going to love this story we saved for you. It is so Dan Whitney, Larry the Cable Guy. So you're a prime example of someone who has stayed grounded in who you are in spite of the ups and downs and the success that you've had. And true to yourself. Yeah. So was there ever a time when you ever lost your center? And, you know, how have you managed to keep grounded? Well, you know what? Uh, Absolutely. You know, when you start doing this, look, when I started just going crazy with what was happening to me, I never thought in a million years any of this success would be like it was but there was about a six month period where i just started going the wrong direction and that's when we were you know filming stuff out in hollywood and living on tour buses and i remember my manager calling me and the best thing that he ever did he called me one time and you know i'm a kid from small town Pawnee city i mean i'm not a smoker i'm not a drinker you know, I don't really have any bad habits except maybe a little Levi Garrett every now and then. <laughs> and uh, But my manager called me and said, look, you know, we were doing a lot of partying out there. And uh, he said, you don't stop. I'm going to rip the entire tour out from under you. Wow. And uh, we'll start again next year. Uh-huh. And that kind of let me know that, you know, I need to straighten up. And ever since that time, that was a long time ago. I was probably about 2004. Okay. And then I straightened up and, and I realized that this is a job. And, you know, when you do stuff like this, when you get mixed up with all this 
stuff that goes on in in, in the Hollywood and yeah. all the late night parties. I mean, it's easy to get wrapped up into it and go downhill. And yep. the thing that I did though was I never moved out there. I've always kept the same friends that I've had throughout my life. That's mm-hmm. pretty much who my friends are. You know, I've I've got acquaintances from along the way, but all my friends are friends I grew up with, and they'll keep and, you honest. Uh, They'll keep you honest, they'll keep you straight and narrow, and I don't have any yes men. Uh-huh. I never wanted that. I, I didn't want people, uh, no matter what I did, it was okay. I didn't want that. Right. And so I always had people that said, hey, no, 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 you know? Yeah. And so I always had good people that did that. But I'll tell you what really helped me, and that is moving back to, you know, I lived in Florida. I never moved out. I, you know, I could have lived anywhere I wanted to, but I didn't move to... Hollywood. I wasn't around it. I wasn't around the TMZs, and yeah. I wasn't around any of that. You know, I moved to Nebraska. I wanted my kids to grow up like I did. Right. You know, my view is a bunch of cornfields, and uh, that's how I like it, and that keeps me pretty grounded. Yep, that's true. It's a beautiful view. Mm-hmm. Well, right now on the Mulberry Lane Show, you're hearing from Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Can I tell you a quick story about being grounded? Sure. Absolutely. So I remember one time I was going on The Tonight Show. This is probably about my 10th or 11th appearance on The Tonight Show. I did The Tonight Show with Leno 26 times. Wow. And so after about the first few times, it wasn't really a big deal. My wife didn't, you know, she used to go with me, but after a while, she didn't want to go because she'd done it. <laughs> right. So I oh, that buddy, again. Yeah, my buddy Greg, he was going to go with me. So he pulls up. I lived up in the... Sanford, Florida, up in the swamp up there, and my buddy pulls up, and we leave about 6 o'clock in the morning, and and my wife, the first thing she says to me is, not good luck on the show or anything like that. She said, don't forget to take the trash cans down to the end of the road. <laughs> so I took, I loaded them in my pickup, I took them to the end of the road, I took my buddy Greg, we flew to the jet center, got on the jet, flew all the way to California got picked up in a SUV, took us straight to the Ritz-Carlton, where I had two meetings in the dining room. While I was in the dining room, Queen Latifah came up to me and uh, started talking to me, wishing me good luck on my movie. And then all of a sudden, Don Johnson walks by and says, get her done to me. And my buddy Greg is freaking out. So I did the Tonight Show. Uh We flew all the way back home that night. I picked the trash cans up at the end of the road. I parked. I walked in. My wife woke up. I had a great show on the Tonight Show. And I'm thinking she's going to go, hey, great show tonight. She wakes up. She looks at me. She goes, hey, did you get the trash cans back to the end of the road? And that means you married so, the right woman. <laughs> that's right. And that's what keeps me grounded. Yep. That'll do it. Oh, I love it. You know, just everything that happened in those 24 hours couldn't have been more perfect for that message. That, that's Nebraska for you. Yeah, that is. So no now, doubt about it. And no doubt Dan Whitney's one of the good guys. Larry the Cable Guy here with you on the Mulberry Lane Show. And when we come back, you're going to hear the rest of our chat from last week with Lawrence Gowan of the band Sticks. So stay right here with your radio sisters. Lots of good stuff coming up. Get a creative boost right here for your week. 
I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie, on the Mulberry Lane Show. Okay, guys, on the last episode, you heard from Lawrence Gowan, lead vocalist and keyboard player for the iconic rock and roll band, Styx. And guys, we didn't have time to share with you the whole interview. So on this episode, you get to hear a little bit more with Lawrence. He's going to take you behind the scenes and share an amazing rock and roll story. Get ready. It's Lawrence Gowan with Sticks. So now what's it like backstage? Paint the scene. What it's like before you go out? I'm sure you don't want me to paint the entire scene. (laughs) (laughs) Because? Because it would be incredibly disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, humor us. (laughs) Well, you know, there's, um, I'll tell you this. Okay, so we'll we'll keep it, we'll we'll keep it sane. Um, The backstage for us is really, uh, it's a wonderful place of focused dedication. I'd call it that. You know, the crew that are part of uh, putting on a show like this, they are as integral a part of the the whole thing as we are. So, for example, everything backstage has to be set up in a way that is conducive to getting that show on stage at the, you know, appointed time and have it be fantastic. And so we really are kind of pampered. I hate to kind of use that word, but we're kind of coddled and pampered. However you want to say that, you know, sometimes okay. there's a, a massage person there and sometimes, you know, there are various chefs, right. you know, ready to kind of answer to just about any call. Uh-huh. But these people are just as important as to making the show happen, and I love that whole experience every day. The ritual of that is really kind of a little pageantry that goes on, and I think a lot of it focuses around an espresso machine that we have that um, <laughs> that really... Get that really delivers. Jack, exactly. Gets everyone jacked up to the right level of, uh, <laughs> of caffeinery. Of rock and roll energy. Exactly. That's what it is. And, you know, we have all our instruments backstage as well, so there's a lot of warm-up. I mean, Todd starts okay. warming up a couple of hours before the show, as do I. Uh-huh. And you'll hear Tommy's guitar screaming out of one room and JY out of another. And then eventually, with a half hour to go to showtime, everybody's kind of well, in my case, I got my guy liner on just right. Um, and then we all get <laughs> so <laughs> you haven't done the makeup tutorial yet? I, I guess not. It really comes down to try not to blink in a way where you shove the pencil into your eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> you got step one right. Yes, yes. But this is all, you know, requisite preparation for any band of the classic rock era. And so we, we try to follow that rule book to a certain degree. There you um, go. The other thing is we do get together about half an hour before the show and we do a, a great vocal warm-up, which you guys reminded me of just now when we started the show, uh, where we basically get our voices to in tune with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and quite often when we leave the dressing room, you know, there'll be local um, security people, etc. who'll go, that was my favorite part of the show so far, you know, and, and that, that can sometimes be really quite entertaining. You know, <laughs> we'll take some six songs and do them in, in different genre. Uh, or a different style entirely of singing it. And these are excellent bonding moments that kind of lead to what finally culminates in the the, the first... You need to Facebook Live that stuff. I think it has been done uh, maybe once or twice. Not too often, though, because some of us are still in a state of... um, Well, we're not quite prepared to meet the public at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, understood. And we don't want to get arrested. Well, right now on the Mulberry Lane Show, you're hearing from Lawrence Gowan of the band Sticks. So now what's this? Uh, did you take a little spill on stage? <laughs> I thought you said, did you take a little pill on stage? <laughs> <laughs> That's my next question. No. 
<laughs> 12 stitches, perhaps, I understand. Yeah, perhaps I should have taken a pill. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so this was during a, one of my solo shows in, in Canada. Okay. Uh, about two weeks ago, I did a run of nine gallon shows. My solo career, I, I keep alive, you know, in between the sticks world, you know. Uh-huh. There's usually about 100 stick shows a year and about 10 to 20 gallon shows they're called. And anyway... So um, during one of them, Todd is the drummer for my solo band as well as with Sticks. And at the end of his epic drum solo, I like to do a jump kind of from my keyboard riser down onto the floor and then up onto his riser. And it's kind of a one, two, three step that, you know, I've done thousands of times and I, you know, I feel like I can accomplish that. But on this night, the riser was just about four inches higher than it was the previous night, and I miscalculated Uh and decided that I'm going to headbutt his entire drum kit (laughs) in one and just see what happens. Anyway, it happened so fast, and the adrenaline is so high that you really don't feel the pain. You feel more the embarrassment of like, oh, right. the the audience just saw me do that. I can't walk that back. I got to own it. But when I stood up, uh, apparently I cracked the top of my head open enough that, that um, blood started streaming down the side of my face and oh. Todd, I, I knew by Todd's face that something was not good and then he handed me a towel oh. and I looked down and I saw the blood splashing everywhere and I thought he wanted me to wipe off his drums but apparently no he was, <laughs> he, was he was more concerned about your head <laughs> he actually was which I, I never thought he had that kind of compassion in him but uh, he, uh, yeah, he basically said, you got to go to the hospital right now. Uh-huh. And I thought, I don't know, because we got about five songs to go, and it's not hurting. I mean, it's bleeding, but it's not hurting so bad. Anyway, the guys in the crew, this should have been live streamed. Right. They came on with a roll of gaffer's tape, and I said, just try to tape my head together. <laughs> and that was the initial uh, attempt. Uh, okay. It failed miserably. Um, gaffer's wow. tape. Works on just about everything except uh, human cuts. I, I've discovered. Okay. And anyway, my head kept splitting open, and I like to say it was a bloody good show. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, guys, sure it was. So you finished out the show. We finished out the show, much to the horror and delight of the audience. I think it was their faces kept vacillating between uh, complete uh, being terrorized and being entertained at the same wow. time. Did you ever think you'd so, become like the embodiment of the show? Must go on. <laughs> You know, many have done it beforehand uh, in incredible ways. It's amazing what adrenaline does to you. I really yeah. didn't feel the pain. The great thing is after the show, uh-huh. we, we finished it out. The audience is very sympathetic toward that sort of thing. And I, I milked that as much as I possibly could because that's really what an entertainer has to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Milk that sympathy. Um, the great thing is it was a great photograph that got onto the front page of the music paper in, in Canada, so that was uh, worth every drop. That's what you oh, call you suffering did. for your art. Yes. It was a 12-stitch uh, repair. 12 stitches. And then what did they say when you showed up at the hospital? Well, that okay, if you want me to get into that part, there was an ice storm that night in Montreal, which is where the show was, and when we called the hospital, uh, they said there'll be about an 11-hour wait uh, oh, no. just because they've got so many car accidents, etc. Oh. So I was thinking, okay, well, look, we're driving to Toronto. That's a six-hour drive. Maybe it'll hang on till then. And everyone's going, no, 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 you can't do that. And then suddenly, and this is true, this lady, a uh, violinist, uh, who I had on the guest list because she's uh, part of a very well-known string quartet, 
I'd never met her, but she's at the dressing room door, and she says to our tour manager, she says, my boyfriend is the best plastic surgeon in Montreal, and he will get up and stitch Gowan's head right now if uh, if you if you want it. Wow. Oh, that was an amazing impression. <laughs> I, I was really moved. But <laughs> and um, anyway, I said, yes, please allow her in. And quick, a couple of words. And I said, yes, where do you live? She's about 20 minutes away. We drove there. The guy got up on it. Get a load of this. This is where you see the great side of humanity. Uh-huh. The guy got out of bed. You know, it's, it's like after midnight. He got out of bed. He had surgery the next morning at like 7 a.m. Wow. Got out of bed, had everything laid out on the table. Oh. on a kitchen table wow. and I could see immediately I knew he was a pro because you know he's a pretty nice plastic surgeon kind of house and uh, right. uh, and all the, all the stuff he had on the table was real it wasn't like kitchen utensils or something that <laughs> you know those together. thoughts would go through your head like what did I just get myself into <laughs> did I, I certainly did. about halfway through the drive I did think that I, I <laughs> suddenly thought oh this is, this is where I get murdered right, right. <laughs> yeah this is where it turns into the creepy horrible story so uh, did you have anesthesia or he had numbing stuff right he had this giant needle that he stuck into my head okay. and you know here's the thing I can withstand a certain amount of pain and a needle in the head definitely hurts you know anyone uh, it hurt enough that I had to kind of grip the table but because you've just met these people it's amazing how you can kind of put on this yes um tough guy. Brave. Yeah. yeah tough exactly exactly in fact that's the thing that i remember most was helga that's the, the girl's name she suddenly went well, I, you know i'm trying not to wince and she went oh my god you're tough like that and i thought wow <laughs> i got her completely fooled <laughs> Oh, that's a great, that's a good story. I got stitched up, I got back on the bus, and uh, we went slip sliding down the road, and when I saw my own doctor in Toronto, he told him the story, he's like, yeah, I mean, rock musicians do live a rather um, blessed existence that we have, you know, in, in amongst all the bad things that happen, some great things happen, and as I say, it's one of these great moments where you get to see the best in people comes out, you know, and they extend themselves, and... I'm very happy that I got put yeah, back together. Yeah, renews your faith in humanity. It yeah. does. So before we let you go, our show is a lot about creativity and inspiring people to go after their dreams and their goals. So does Lawrence Gowan have any rock star advice for the listener's life? Look, the, the greatest thing you can do with your life, I feel, is let music enrich it as much as it can because it will never let you down. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, really, ultimately, if, if you want to make it in music or you get into music business, etc. That's one aspect of it, but that is not what it is. It's almost like it's just the joy of what music brings to your life. It just doesn't have the capacity to fail you. Mm-hmm. And it will only enrich your existence and stay close to that. And no matter what happens up the road, try to play in front of people is basically the biggest thing I'd say, mm-hmm. even if it's right. just one person. No? Yeah. Because... Music's a communication, and when you see what it does to another person and, and, and what that emotional transfer gives back to you, you'll find it such a, a joy and a, and a great thing to embrace. And so it's a full circle, because you get it back. Yeah, you get it right back. You get it right back immediately. I'm extremely fortunate that I end most of my days, I end with a few thousand people on their feet with big smiles looking back at you just a great moment and it's a triumphant great thing to see how it can bring people together to such a degree just a few notes of a melody and a few lyrics and how they can just make people come together in a great way 
Well, that's Lawrence Gowan of the super band Sticks. I wanted to share this portion of the interview with you this weekend. As you know, Lawrence Gowan and Sticks gave an amazing concert this past Tuesday in Lincoln at the Pinnacle Bank Arena. And you gotta love rock and roll stories. Mm -hmm, That was a good one. Well, when we come back, you're going to hang out with lifestyle specialist and Etsy trend expert, Dana Isom Johnson. Keep it right here with your radio sisters, Rachel Bow and Allie, The Mulberry Lane Show. Taking you to break with a Styx classic. Babe, I'm leaving. I must be on my way. The time is drawing near. My train is going. I see it in your eyes. The love. right here for your week. I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. And thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Okay, guys, have you ever wondered if there are small ways to green up your life? How about greening up your shopping? Yep, it is a thing. And one of our favorite returning guests, Dana Isom Johnson, she's an Etsy trend expert and star of the NBC series, Making It. Well, she's here to give you the red alert on green shopping. Welcome. Welcome back to the show, Dana Isom Johnson. Hi, ladies. Dana. Oh, my gosh. I just love when I come on this show. We love having you. (laughs) We do. Okay. Now, of course, Etsy is a maker's market, so many creative things. But now Etsy itself is doing some incredibly eco-friendly things. So talk about what recently they did and what will be ongoing for Etsy. Absolutely. So on February 28th, we offsetted the shipping emissions for every single purchase that was made online. So that means on Etsy.com and any other purchase that was made online around the U.S. Wow. For people who don't know what that means, explain what exactly that means. You got it. So think about a purchase that you've made online. I recently purchased some earrings from an Etsy seller that was based in California, right? Okay. So you think about the journey that your package takes from wherever it's coming from to your doorstep. So in my case, in my doorstep in Brooklyn, New York, those earrings have to jump on planes, trains, and automobiles, all of which are releasing carbon into the air, carbon emissions, Uh right? So what we're doing to offset those harmful pollutants We're protecting trees that would have otherwise been cut down around the country. And then we're also sponsoring wind and solar farms. So you see, that's just basically canceling out the harmful impact that happens from when something is shipped from point A to point B. So you're putting coins into the jar while others are taking them out, basically. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so now if we order from Etsy, we can feel very eco-responsible because we know that the journey that whatever we order takes will be offset by you guys. So talk about some eco-friendly products that you guys offer. 
You got it. So it's exactly what you said. Whether you're shopping or selling something on Etsy, it means that you're making a positive impact on the world. From now until forever, whenever you make a purchase on Etsy.com, we will continue to offset those shipping emissions. Okay. And then one item that I really love, and I know that you guys have kitties, and I'm sure your listeners have kitties as well. Uh-huh. You know, you think about crayons that get broken up and you think you can't use them again. Well, some of these sellers are taking these crayons that, you know, maybe have come to the end of the road and melting them down and creating customized, personalized names, your kid's name or, or your name. I mean, we all like to color. Who doesn't like sure. to color? So, you know, you can have um, Allie or you can have Rachel spelled out in these now revived crayons. What a great idea. Um, that now look beautiful. Is it like 3D or like flat? Yeah, they're 3D. All of them are being melted down and then put into molds to take on new life. If you like this, you can literally just type in crayon name set, and you'll get lots of search results. And it's a great gift, right? Absolutely. Right, and what a cute design piece in your home. Yeah. Exactly. You could frame it if you want. I mean, lots of different options for that. There's also these wonderful make-your-own body scrub kits or lip balm. So there are lots of ways that you can purchase eco-friendly with reused or recycled materials, natural fibers, lots of different options. And help the world at the same time. That's right. Make your impact. Yes. Well, right now on the Mulberry Lane Show, you're catching up with Dana Isom Johnson from Etsy. She's also a judge on the hit NBC craft competition series, Making It. And before we let you go, Dana, of course, Etsy is the place for creatives. And our show, we love to indulge our listeners with inspiration for creativity. So from your perspective, how do you think we can best indulge our creativity and keep it renewed on a continual basis? I think you just have to try new things. You know, I think sometimes we get bogged down with the day-to-day tasks, but everyone needs to make space for fun. Think about your six-year-old self. We were all creative at six years old. What sparked you then is what's going to spark you today. Creativity means so many things. It doesn't mean you have to knit a blanket. It means you can decorate cookies with your family. It means you can color in an adult coloring book and choose all the beautiful colors. Creativity is not a one-size-fits-all. I love that. Mm -hmm. And Dana, we always love the inspiration you bring to the show, and I'm sure we'll catch you next time. Thanks, ladies. I'll talk to you soon. Well, that was Dana Isom Johnson from Etsy. She's a lifestyle specialist and also a judge on NBC's Making It. Well, guys, now it's time for show notes. This is the part of our time together where you hear the Mulberry Sisters spin on the best advice for your life from our guest today. Nickelodeon sensation Jojo Siwa with the bows said, never focus on the one or two people that don't like you. Focus on the people who love you. And that's good advice, no matter what stage of life you're in. And thanks, Jojo, for stopping by the show and, of course, wrapping it up with a bow. (laughs) Okay, the next piece of advice is coming to you from Etsy trend expert Dana Isom Johnson. Dana says, think about your six-year-old self because we were all creative at six years old. What sparked you then will spark you now. So if you need some creative inspiration in your life, get in touch with the inner six-year-old. And thanks, Dana, for sprinkling some crafty magic on the show today. Okay, and then you heard from Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Takeaway from Dan for today's show is this. 
Be sure to always surround yourself with people who keep you grounded, who know you well, and basically who will keep you honest. (laughs) Always good to have those checks and balances in your life. And thanks, Dan, for bringing the humor, the real, and the Nebraska love here on the show today. That's right. You always get her done. And finally, this advice from Lawrence Gowan, keyboardist and vocalist for the band Sticks. You heard from Lawrence to always let music enrich your life as much as it can. No matter if you're doing music for a living or just like to listen to music for a hobby, he said the joy that music brings to your life will never fail you. And these sisters couldn't agree more. Thanks, Lawrence, for stopping by and bringing the rock and roll vibe. It's the curtain call for this episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. We're so glad you hung out for the last hour and make sure to join us same time, same place next weekend. Yes, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to be here, same sister couch, next weekend. We'll be waiting for you. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Who's gonna find a missing piece and make this puzzle fit? Who's gonna miss the rocks ahead and keep the ship adrift? Who's gonna say the magic words to shake us from the dust? Who's gonna say 